when you shine, people don't see this. They just see you. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in this planet right now. Uh, my name is Amuda and we are hosting together episode 19 of the Vibe Union podcast. Um, today is going to be a very interesting episode because it's one that's very personal to, I feel, all of us. Um, uh, and before we get into it, I'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Um, I would like to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Um, at Vibe Union, we believe in inclusivity, in community and in learning from one another. And in order to do that, we really need to make space for people to feel safe to express themselves. And I definitely feel like that, not only with you girls, but Vibe Union as a whole. So we are really embodying those ideologies. And I think that's what we're going to discuss a little bit today, Absolutely. amongst other things. <laughs> um, so to my left is Kelsey Jean. And to my, no, that's my, that's, that's my your, right. Your left. Your left, there your we left. go. That's what I meant. And to my left is Mikado. Howdy. How are you going? <laughs> so I guess maybe let's just jump right into it because we've got a lot to talk about. Absolutely. Um, I'll start off with my personal experience with this and then we'll kind of branch off from there and see where we go organically. So recently I, um, I was approached at a venue after I played by a photographer. We had a lovely conversation and um, he offered to take photos. So, you know, after a bit of a back and forth and also seeing his Instagram, I noticed a lot of nudity and it was mainly female nudity. Um, but I didn't disagree with anything I was seeing, you know. I didn't feel like the images were hypersexualized, and um, I felt like they were all done quite tastefully and they felt organic and natural. I didn't feel kind of greasy looking at these photos. Um, and then he did bring up, are you comfortable with nudity? And in that moment, I felt like I was ready to kind of take a step into that side of myself. Very unexplored, very frowned upon within my culture and just being females in society in this day and age. Um, but, you know, I think it was like a necessary part of me that I needed to liberate personally. And if that had any uh, bleed over effect into like something bigger than me, so be it. Um, but that wasn't my main intention or focus. It was really just a personal journey. Um, so, you know, I went over there and just it was such a beautiful experience to be involved in. And, um, you know, I felt that the photos that were taken were very authentic and they felt very natural and organic. Um, and then I was met with a lot of resistance when I presented this to my parents because obviously they've grown up in a different time, different space, different culture. Uh, so it was quite a confronting piece of information. And like, you know, I haven't been conversing with them about it because they've kind of shut me out of their lives and I'm totally okay with it I understand that this is part of their process and their learning but it really got me into thinking about how people relate to their own sexuality and their own bodies um, and I wanted to kind of open up the floor to you guys do you have any experiences or just like comments regarding um, yeah I think that there was definitely a lot to unpack there but in terms of just that 
overall idea of female imagery and sexuality. I, I, I occupy the hip hop space for the most part as well as R&B. So um, I, I guess uh, those two genres aren't known always for the heralding images of women or if they are, they are quite focused on sexuality or they are focused on physical assets and attributes and, and using that to potentially motivate or to sell or whatever the case might be. So I think it's really interesting when we talk about destigmatizing sexuality, the human body, everything like that, because, you know, as artists and as women and as people, ultimately we decide what we want people to see. We decide we have creative freedom over things like that. So being comfortable with somebody is really important. Anyway, I'm sure we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit. Um, but yeah, those are just some of my general thoughts because I do have quite a few to jump in for mm. opening statements. So um, I'm going to pass the floor to Miss Kelsey Jean. Um, I think, yeah, the, the initial thoughts that I had from hearing that story was um, just like thinking about how comfortable we feel with our bodies um, and how other people's thoughts on that can totally change that in a second. Um, but I think it's amazing that you've been able to have this journey and like feel so comfortable in knowing that yourself, like, this is where you're... <laughs> it's a little bug little on my bug. shoulder. Oh, oh. That's what a little blessing. <laughs> Tiny blessing showing you that you are on the right path. <laughs> um, but I think it's, yeah, it's such an amazing thing to continue to encourage um, each other to explore all sides of us. Mm. I think we can only like benefit from learning more about our bodies and our um, connections to them and to each other. And so, yeah, just so impressed. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Kelsey. That was oh. very sweet of you. Um, I think a topic that you touched on and that kind of ties into what you were saying is um, about the sexualization of females, um, like with regards to the music industry. And I think a big part of my motivation as well was to kind of break that a bit and just present a female within the context of art and it being a natural and organic thing rather than a very hypersexualized, out of proportion, unnatural woman, which again, there's nothing wrong with that if someone wants to express themselves in that regard. But I think we need to find a balance of a healthy way of expressing like female nakedness so that we have all kinds of role models to actually follow. Yeah. Just, just on that, because that was uh, a bit thought-provoking for me. I, th I think the main difference that we're talking about here in terms of, you know, the female body and sexuality is that doing or performing um, in, in a way that's either for yourself or for somebody else. So for me, when it comes to you know, maybe potentially putting on more risque outfits. Like I'm a performer. I, I love I love to pull like the whole outfit together, do all that because it's fun for me. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I recognise that if if I you know take a certain image or, or do something in a certain way that might be perceived in a hypersexual manner, um, I do so with the understanding that I've done it for myself. And if anyone wants to call me out on it, like oh you're only doing this because rah rah rah. It's like what I used to be like 50 kilo 
kilos, yeah, 50, <laughs> 50, 50 kilos, 50, 50 kilos heavier than what I am now. So my body and my image, and like my, my perception of um, my body, you know, body dysmorphia, all that good stuff has played a big role in, in how I present myself. And so I think for me, the ultimate distinction that I want people to make is that sometimes people just want to get naked for themselves show a little skin for themselves i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because the human body is bloody beautiful and there are so so many different forms and we recognize and we herald certain forms over others and the more honestly i feel the more exposure that we have to different kinds of bodies and you know especially um in the past you know i want to say five ten years the the acceptance you know more so of the plus size community that i was a part of for so long and i still am kind of on the tail tail end a little bit but um i guess my point is that the more exposure that we have to different bodies and and natural exposure you know soft the idea that we've just done it because this is a piece of art and it's beautiful and it's something that we want to do, you know? I think I think that triumphs everything. Because the second that it becomes performative and tokenistic, that's when people, you know, that's when the interests and, and people's motivations behind listening to you change or like viewing your, your work change. So I think there has to be an air of authenticity. What do you guys think? Oh. We're just we're passing the mics around. We only have two today. I went to hold up three fingers though. Um, I just wanted to to add to that, like the God. Now I've forgotten my point. The um, <laughs> yeah, I think the idea of um, having exposure to all sorts of different um, body types and shapes and everything, um, like the end result of that being that we don't have to worry so much about what we're looking like, how we're coming across, mm -hmm. which can just make so much room for us to be our true selves. And like, we've just got so much more room to grow then. And there's going to be so much more that we can do with that time that we're not thinking about how we're being perceived or anything like that. And I'm just I'm really excited for that time to to happen. And it's coming. <laughs> we're it's we're all we're all a part of it. Like we're doing that right now, and it's very exciting. <laughs> well, I mean, look at the three of us. Look how different. Not I wouldn't say how different, but we're we're all distinctly unique in our style and in our appearance. But it's it's through those distinctions. It's through those unique, you know, undefinable, indefinable qualities that, you know, make us who we are. And I know, you know, this isn't shit that anyone. It's not like brain blast for anybody but I don't know personally I'm I'm very passionate about diversification in in representation not to lay rhymes on people but that's what it is <laughs> because you know it's it's through different types of exposure and representation that you know exactly what Kelsey was saying people feel less inclined that they have to look a certain way feel a certain way fit a certain mold you know because it's impossible for everyone to have the same body type genetically, physically, like it's, it's, it's literally impossible. And yet we're all striving for like a, a spectrum of beauty within. And if, and if you, you know, dare touch out of that spectrum, you know, could be, could be fucking disastrous. It's taboo. It's like, oh, why is she showing this? Why is she showing that? And I mean, you know, going back to potentially Amutha's story, cause I want to handball back to her. Um, that, inherent shame you almost feel for like displaying what you've got because it's like no this is mine I grew this I did this you know why do I have to hide it what because I don't look kind of like the other people nah I think that's bullshit personally <laughs> but, but take this mic away from me um 
So this is, I'm going to start with something quite interesting. I've recently written a song and the first couple of lines go, liberation of my body, I set myself free of these beauty standards bye bye and that's exactly what it is it's just like understanding within myself that i was holding a small part of myself back because i wasn't fully appreciating this divine vessel that i have been blessed with because i'm i'm holding my mind to something external and saying that's what beauty is and this is what I am. And, the, and liberation of the body is what it, what it, that is exactly what it felt like. There's so much power behind those words. I'm like, I need to spit them out now. But like, I think, you know, that's kind of tied together what we're all talking about is like this real sense of like finding your own liberation of your own body and appreciating your body for what it is. Gonna steal this back um it you just made me think of something really interesting because that, that made me feel like you know they're not mutually exclusive the concept of beauty and where you fit within that they are 100 percent the same concept and once you figure that out i think is when you do liberate yourself from those standards and you're like oh okay i don't i'm perfectly fine doing me repping me 100 percent, and people enjoy that because you know we understand and we recognize that it is a real gift to be authentic and unique in this world because you know there are a lot of people in it and a lot of people just want to go along and and you know have pe have people like them and everyone wants to be liked and enjoyed but to be able to have that and whilst not having to sacrifice any part of yourself i think that's a really beautiful thing and <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I had to go up, had to go up. Um, but yeah, they're definitely not mutually exclusive. So I like that idea of freeing yourself. And I mean, that looks different for everybody. For me, freeing myself of certain beauty standards didn't come at all when I lost weight. In fact, I think I took more risks when I was bigger because, you know, I wanted to stand out. I wanted to be like, okay, this is a this is a physical like obstacle for people. I'm not traditionally beautiful. Wah, wah, wah. So in my head I was like, okay, well if I'm not gonna be traditionally beautiful, I might as well just take it and fucking run with it. Like that that's what we gotta do, right? Because you know, no one's gonna do Mikado like I do Mikado. No one's gonna do a Mutha like you do a Mutha. No one's gonna do Kelsey like you do Kelsey. So that's the whole point here. Anyway. Someone take this away from me. Someone talk. <laughs> um, uh, it was just making me think about, I was looking back on pictures of me from like high school and stuff. And um, just about, you could tell just from the way that I was like holding myself, my smile was just so not like a true smile because I didn't really feel at home in my body. And I think like, don't want to get too much into the puberty talk and stuff, but like it's such a, Ugh, it's such a ridiculous time of your life when you're going through so many changes and that's also the time that you're most impressionable though and so like during high school especially I hate films when they're like all high school kids in the films but they're like they're all yeah totally <laughs> form fully formed and like normal looking <laughs> um but it takes it can take a while to feel at home in your body because there's so much changes going on so I think it's I don't know it's an important thing to to recognize when you do start to feel at home in your body you just everything else becomes so much easier and not that i think it needs you need to wait until puberty is finished to sort of feel at home but like i i think that kind of needs to be more talked about when you are at that age um starting to sort of get 
like those lessons in a little bit earlier so you know what's going on a little bit more <laughs> I just got to say such an amazing point normalizing things that we are being told or not being told about um, I think that's really important for all of us to I just recognize within myself like and I was telling Kelsey before as well you know waking up sometimes and feeling like okay um, you know something's come to visit me and just not wanting to get out of bed because I just don't want it to be the truth. And like that resistance can be so easily navigated through if from an early age, just getting a period is kind of more of a comfortable experience, more of a nurturing experience, more of a loving experience rather than something that I have to resist because it's just this unpleasant thing that happens and it isn't spoken about. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, 100%. And I think that kind of comes back to what I was saying before about shame and like, um, I lost my train of thought for a hot second. I apologize. But um, I think, yeah, the point I was trying to make is that, you know, especially, you know, talking about the menstrual cycle and things like that. It's not pretty talk. People don't like it. It makes people uncomfortable. There's a word for it where like, people get uncomfortable by like the idea of fluids like outside of the body that's why people faint at the sight of blood vomit etc um i know i'm i'm in one of those camps i'm not going to tell you which one guess in the comments but <laughs> it's like especially with men because you know the second you, you go oh yeah like i'm cramping or something like that like oh you have your period or like it it, be it becomes a big thing and it's i think uh even destigmatizing a lot of the talk around periods and starting the conversation earlier and being like you know what this is actually a very natural process it means that your body is very healthy well not very healthy but you know what I mean like it means that your reproductive system is healthy like all of the things that it actually means it's not like oh just because I get my period it means that I'm not pregnant like that's that's kind of what it becomes and you know especially those days when we are feeling that kind of way um you know you don't feel yourself you don't feel pretty you feel a bit bloated you feel a bit ugly but why but why do we and I mean you know besides physical discomfort and pain it's just it almost feels like you can't talk about it to anyone even though we're all going through it pretty regularly so especially like the I, I find a certain comfortability around women but when it comes to men like I keep the conversation very brief like you know yeah I'm on my period but it's fine it's fine like you know I just like I've got I've got painkillers like I'm good because you almost don't want to make them uncomfortable by the by the notion of th them even remotely imagining that blood is coming out of you somewhere like you know what do I think it's weird that guys have nocturnal emissions no it's a natural fuck you know what I, you know what I mean like you know what ultimately there are differences but what is the difference really Absolutely. and it's just that like overall talk that we have around it and I think oh yeah sorry I'm, I'm just Mike 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 I do have something to say but it's kind of I'm switching it up a little bit hundred percent yeah yeah um, no I was I, that's that's all I really wanted to say about about shame because I, I find yeah pe people get weirded out yeah. they get so weirded out it definitely needs to be said I think like normalizing what a girl goes through in during that time and you know obviously guys have the exact same problems and i think no, that's yeah. one thing i did want to stress during this podcast is even though there is a bit more of a female focus i do want to acknowledge that there are problems that men go through in equal ways and like we want to be able to address those as well so hopefully you can just feel the fundamentals of what we're experiencing and relate to it within your own life like we're trying to change everyone <laughs> not just the female population um so what i'd like to switch it up to is this idea of intention um 
and I think, you know, we have touched on it, but I'd like to go further into it just to get your perspectives about it. Um, I feel that, you know, we've spoken about how like sexualization happens in the music industry. And I think a driving force behind it could be, you know, like my intention is, I know that this gives me the certain kind of validation or the certain kind of money. So I'd like to go towards that. And on the other hand, I'll, I'll say, well, I'm helping this person create something beautiful and the message is bigger than myself. So I'd like to partake in that. Now I want to, I'm, I'm going to ask you something a bit controversial. Is there a wrong way to go about it? A wrong way to go about your intention, like what you're actually trying to um, you mean like specifically through the lens of sexuality, <laughs> like as as we've spoken about it? Yeah. yeah. If you mm. want to broaden it out. You can oh yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think there. I mean, the simple answer no, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess it depends what the intention is, because like you were saying, um, people sometimes go into it with the intention to to make money or to send a message, um, whatever that message might be, like. Um, like an interesting one, like talk, thinking about the um, wet ass pussy song, like Wap. the the reaction to that just like really struck a chord with a lot of people, I think, because it was kind of hard to understand why everyone was so mad about it, like so mad. People were like, trying to cancel everything, and <laughs> not the most explicit song, by the way, that ever existed. No, and so. I think like there are times maybe that people go into something with, with the intention to kind of shake things up, create a bit of controversy. Um, and I think it's more the, the response to it that we should be sort of thinking about rather than, rather than the intention. Oh, the intention is important, but I mean, I don't think there's a wrong way to go about doing it, but I think the way that we respond to things needs to be more of a response than a reaction. And it needs to be discussed rather than immediately judged and <laughs> shut down. You actually adjusted my opinion on that because I was going to say, yes, there is definitely a wrong way to go about it. But I suppose that is all a matter of opinion. That is, that's my response to it. Just, just to cap off that like whole, um, the, the WAP conversation is that, you know, um, for me, I don't see it necessarily. I mean, some people can view it as a cash grab, this, that, whatever. I know everyone's got opinions on WAP and we've, we've talked about it on the podcast before. But I think in that instance, Cardi B in her past, like, you know, she was an exotic dancer, this, that, the other. Like, it doesn't feel... To me, like, if that was the experience I had, I'd probably write a song about, like, how good my pussy was. Like, I'm not... <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. But I think um, it is very important what Kelsey said in terms of managing our response to certain things because, you know, people get unnecessarily mad and upset and honestly it's not really any of their business for certain things I mean you can argue that WAP obviously because of its popularity this that the other it like you know has this effect on this population or like you know it's not a good role model for young women whatever you want to say but I think um you know, as artists, we have to respect freedom of creativity and expression. And whilst we can obviously have opinions about it, I know there's certain ways that I don't like people to express it. To me, it feels more tokenistic um, if it's, you know, for example, a music video led by a dude with exotic dancers in the background versus them being the focus, them being the 
the main call of the song, main call of the um, the music video, whatever, because the purpose is then to shine a light. The intention is to shine a light, to showcase, instead of like, look at the props I have swinging their ass in the back. Like that's that's not what I'm about personally. Um, but I think there is also a differentiation we can make with. Uh, conscious and subconscious intention because you know whilst you know WAP as an example um, might have been the end result I think you know say an independent artist made a similar song like that the intention might not always be oh if I do this if I have this body this this that the other um, I will get this result like I will make money off of this song or I will get views I will get streams I'll get more followers what, what have you so I think there's definitely something to be said about conscious versus subconscious because, you know, you very much can have that intention or you can be like, oh, this is what other people are doing. You don't th put that much thought and intention perhaps as we have here. You know what I mean? Um, so for me, I know that there has been a concerted effort in the past to look, you know, sexy for, for a certain performance or a video. Like, you know, my last performance, the dogs are going off. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I have a particular song called HBIC, stands for Head Bitch in Charge. And because of that... Bang and tune. I And we might come back to that as a conversation because there's a lot of matriarchal, like, female forward lyrics in that particular one. But the whole idea is being a conqueror, being a champion and, you know, looking like victory. And for me, that looks like wearing a little bit of leather. It's wearing black. It's being... it's getting my stank on and you know that power and victory looks different for people and for me be because I felt like I had to cover my body hide my body for so long when I look sexy when I know I'm like yes I can put my tick of approval on this outfit because of all of the casualties in the building um because it killed obviously um that's that's when I go okay I'm in my power I'm feeling good and then because of that people can see it that it's not a tokenistic expression of sexuality and that's my intention and you know I think that comes across but for, for some people it is kind of hard to tell because especially when I'm on Instagram looking at like new new artists seeing like what's fresh what's popping I, I try to see like what they're doing because there are some women I'm like I almost knee-jerk feel threatened by and I don't know why and I think it's because oh it's the one thing they've got that I don't have is their looks blah 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 and like which is bullshit it's not true um but I I I'm getting, I'm digressing now, but I think, I think my whole point was that sometimes when there's a lack of authenticity or a lack of genuine nature, it can be difficult to discern what people's intentions are. So ask, <laughs> so ask, God. Anyway, pass the mic on. I don't know if anyone has any thoughts on that. Um, I did and it's just slipped my mind. I, um, but I do really appreciate everything you've just said um, regarding like, you know, where that intention is coming from, whether it's coming from maybe insecurity um, or maybe it's coming from an elevated space, it doesn't matter. I think that like just having all that female representation in all of its different forms rather just than just in one form, which is like almost like um, seeing a female as an object. Uh, I, I think like, you know, we're kind of past that phase of like wanting to be represented in that regard. Well, I know I personally am, I'm sure these ladies are too. Uh, so I think for me, like just doing this within myself was like, I'm taking a step in a direction of what I want to see outside of myself, which is like female, female representation of every regard. Um, do, do you guys have any thoughts, remarks? I'd um, I did, and it also slipped my mind. That's yeah, how we're, we're doing all today. A little bit like, ooh. 
today. Because of the change of scenery. And that's it. <laughs> um, oh, what were you saying? <laughs> Man. Um, God damn it. It must be the mic every time. <laughs> You you came for a podcast where we all forget what, yeah. what we were going to say. Just jog my memory. What the last um what your last talking about uh, the intention. So basically, like whether it's coming from insecurity or not, it doesn't matter because we're we are now allowed to like watch these people and decide who we want to embody in a sense, like what values we want to embody. Hundred percent. And I think content has evolved enough where you know we've been on social media for a while. I think we're past surface level bullshit. I think most people, especially in a post-COVID world, have a craving for artisans and and like you know think about all the local gigs. I know that that we've been going to lately. Not that we wouldn't be going to them, but I think not being able to for so long. For example, we see like a massive upswing. I think you know intention subconscious conscious you know at the forefront at the back representation is important but I don't feel like I need to see someone who looks like me in a bikini busting ass like on on a on a cover or some or something because that's not something that I personally need but I'm not going to sit here and say that someone else who looks like me doesn't need that so I think it's important just to have it there I think especially um you know think about superheroes and, com and comic book heroes and things like that. You have a really diverse range of powers and skills and abilities and, you know, they have all of these wicked outfits. I'm talking specifically about, about male superheroes, not to say that the, the outfits can't be ridiculous in both scenarios. But for example, um, you know, all of them have this like athletic kind of build and, you know, the women all also have an athletic build, long legs, you know, they all have boob plates because weapons wouldn't just valley in the middle anyway I have opinions clearly <laughs> but, but my point is that <clears throat> for me the representation where it counts also means something because yes to have different types of people doing a various cornucopia of things is very very important but for me I just want to see representation of substance more than anything because I want to see people who look like me doing things that matter making moves that matter being a success and to be honest I could kind of care less about what they look like like you know yes they look like me that's great that was step one but now like what's next because it's no use if somebody looks like me if they're not going to be delivering something that I can achieve or aspire to I don't know if, if that makes sense or if that was kind of I feel like I kind of 360'd the conversation back on the superheroes just for a second though they all have boots with heels who can fight in those? All I'm all I'm saying is that your foot is all the way arched and you can't actually run. Anyway, that's <laughs> good for stabbing there with those exactly. Heels. Just run the neck. Just you get them. <laughs> um, I just wanted to to bring it back to like our music sort of community for a mm -hmm. second as well. Just of course, yeah. thinking about the representation and like showing your true self and your substance in that way. Mm -hmm. um, it was. It's always been like. Music is something that I've always sort of thought about doing and wanted to do, but it wasn't until I started going to see local gigs. Because like when you see things on, like on massive shows and things, it's really hard to relate to that person. Mm -hmm. But on a smaller stage, when you're like in a really intimate setting um, and around really supportive people as well, like you can you see yourself up there. Um, I saw you at Barroso the first time, and I was like, oh my god. I want to be, I want to be up there. That looks oh amazing. <laughs> and um, and when I heard you sing for the first time, Mikado, I was just like, damn. 
I want to be around these guys all the, the time. The three of us together. And I think the the vibes that you guys all give off um, is like very welcoming. And I think we need to see more of that in general as well in in everywhere, but in music especially, like the the difference that it makes when you're around encouraging, supporting people. Um, and like showing showing their true selves, that you just like immediately want to do the same thing. And it's been so cool to see how much like I feel way more connected to the whole kind of music community now that I've been out to gigs and met people and like see what they do on stage. And yeah, I don't know, it's so beautiful. <laughs> There's not much like it, I will say. I think one of my favorite things is just making friends at gigs because the people there are ready to have a good time. And the one thing I found, whether I was bigger, whether I am what I am now, like regardless, people for the most part have always taken me as I've wanted them to take me. And that to me is a very big blessing because, you know, I've made a point of just very much trying to be myself and on stage making jokes, having a laugh. Like it's not that big of a deal. Like we're, we're gigging. Yes, we might be getting paid, maybe. But the, the point is that we're doing something that we love we're doing something creative and when you shine people don't see this they just see you and I think that was kind of what helped me shift my mindset because once you commit to being this thing whatever it might be in this case for me it's music and my love and my passion for music and performance when people see you doing your thing that is a vision of beauty beyond what what we're capable of seeing just on a day-to-day because you see someone in their element when you see somebody in their element doing their thing there's just another level of of love and respect and adoration that you have for them because I think uh I mean there's definitely times where I see someone I'm like like before they've performed or whatever it might be I'm like oh yeah they're this or they're that whatever and then they perform in like my opinion completely I'm like they're amazing they're this they're that like you know I just I have this complete fucking brainwave about it but my point is that I'm, I'm kind of a, of two minds like yes people can perceive you based on how you look but that's really just step one that's that's a superficial step like we're fools to think that humans aren't visual creatures we are like I have eyes they might not work very well but I do have them um so like I can see you but when you let me in I see you and I think when you're able to do that it really doesn't matter what you look like oh my goodness that was a beautiful little little Whatever that was, I just loved it. Um, yeah, I, I, what I was really feeling when you were speaking was like a real sense of integrity and connection to self that you were embodying, but also you were just echoing those sentiments in your words. Like I think the most important part for you at home, um, if you need to hear this, is that that representation that you're looking at outside of yourself really should align with how you feel on the inside and the relationship you have with yourself and you know your the connection that you have to yourself so like it's always good to like use what you're drawn towards on the outside as an indicator to how you feel about yourself on the inside and you know if the two align and if it feels good yeah keep embodying it keep having fun keep enjoying but if you feel like what's outside of you is creating tension or making you feel not so good about yourself i think it's time to kind of go inward and reevaluate yourself and what your values are so i did want to really quickly touch on hpic before we wrap it up i would love to get like a little bit of a breakdown if you if you yeah 
Yeah. Absolutely. Is that okay, Kelsey? Oh, Can, please, do, please are you giving me permission it. to do this? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pick some of my favorite lyrics um, from HBIC because for me that was like the, f the f one of the first songs I wrote because I've had a few different iterations of HBIC. This one is the third and the final, hopefully. Um, and each verse kind of embodies a different part of my life because I didn't write it all consecutively and I rewrote parts. But essentially, head bitch in charge is the idea that people can sometimes think less of you because of, of, of how you're perceived visually, how, how you come across, how those visual perceptions plus your behavior can confuse the shit out of people because it's like what is she what is she up to what's she about anyway that's being vague as hell but my po my point is is more so that in HBIC that was my reclamation of power and you know the whole reason I was drawn to hip-hop in the first place was um, because I felt like I could say the words that I couldn't say in my real life because you know me in conflict we're not, we're not like this, just quietly. So for the most part, I wrote that song to be like, okay, what would I want someone to hear? What would, what, what did I need to hear? And um, I'm just going to go through the first verse. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. um, so the first one is a little bit like of that typical showmanship, like, look at me, I'm great, blah, blah, blah. But then it kind of digresses into, um, into that second verse which really explains the lyrical content of the song and for the most part it's um hold on uh wow this does not look good for me i'm so because i'm like because i'm trying to think of it chronologically anyway um oh yeah my favorite line in in the whole line in the whole line is if if you're hungry for pussy i'm gonna let your ass starve if i'm gonna be a bitch i'll be the head bitch in charge and that's that's the point because if you're hungry for pussy, if you're hungry for visual sexual content, you might get it, but not in the way you expect and not in the way that you want. And that's your fault. That's not on me. Um, and you know, if you are going to call me a bitch, really, it was a response to the word bitch, which I, I've already discussed on on the podcast. But you know, if I'm going to be a bitch, I might as well be the head bitch in charge. Like I might as well have that power. Like if this, if you're going to perceive me like because it's impossible to be liked by by everybody, body, right? Like so. If you're going to perceive me in this way, whichever way you're choosing, that's fine. I might as well be happy with that and, and be like, you know, I actually don't care. I'm fine. I'm good. And, you know, especially in the in the last, the last verse is probably my favorite. It's, uh, you know, it starts, I am a conqueror, a champion. I level up the venom when I sting like a scorpion. Uh, quick in the hit. Wait, hold on. Fuck. <laughs> uh, quick in the whip, thick in the hips. I've been told I'm a little big, notorious. Um so, and then I go on to say, yeah, I'm big, I'm big, I'm, I'm thick, I'm fat. How else could I make you put a break in your back? Like, um, it, that's the whole thing. Like, yes, I am all of these things, but that doesn't affect my ability to do my job and, and to create art that people resonate with. So for me, HBIC is obviously a very female forward song. Not all of my lyrics are that overtly female forward for all the, the dude boys watching this. Um, <laughs> but... But HBIC is a very important song to me, and I will uh, will maybe do a little a little preview at the end or something like that in case you want to have a have a bit of a listen um, and and see what I'm talking about for yourself. Because even the the last verse, it's kind of like meant to be a Karen demanding, like you know, can I speak to the manager? Like you know, very very that like, and you know, the manager she expects the manager to give her better verses, better bars, you know, less booty, more content. That's that's kind of and not. Believe me, ladies, 
I love your booties. I love my I love my booty. I love their booties. Believe me. You don't have to put it away. But all I'm saying is is that I want I want both. I'm selfish. I want I want you to keep your booty out and drop me with with lyrical madness. Is is that so wrong? I feel like no. But <laughs> I mean, well, actually, I'm curious. You've both heard HBIC just before we wrap it up. How, how does it make you feel? Because mm. <laughs> that might be better than me trying to explain it right now. Cause I'm yeah, I'm not, not at all. I actually really enjoyed that little tangent. I will say for myself personally, I feel the energy of that song is so empowering. Like at some points, like when you're performing, the words don't even matter. And it's just that intention that energetic intention and like the amount of fight, but good kind of fight that's going into it. That's what I feel. And it's like, yeah, I, I absolutely dig that song so much. It's such an absolute vibe. It goes off every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, it's so much fun singing along to the chorus mm -hmm. because like, it's something that you, like for, for people who don't have that kind of confidence to sing along to that kind of, tricks you into thinking you have that confidence and you're suddenly like yeah fuck yeah I'm the head bitch in charge <laughs> which is like never something I would normally say about myself but in this in this little moment I'm just like yes feels yes. right yeah but at the same time like to see you doing it I so f I, I just want to like support you I'm like yes you are the head yeah. bitch in charge Absolutely. yes Mikado. oh my god yeah that's a <laughs> huge element it. of it as well for me it's just like feeling that energy and wanting to give that back to you because this is your song. This is, yeah, love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so before we depart from this beautiful outdoor area, I was going to get your guys' final thoughts. How are we feeling? What have we learnt? I am feeling really good, really free. Um, I think it's it's always, it can be a bit hard to start conversations like these that you know there might be a few like uncomfortable topics in there but like it just you always feel so good after talking about it like because there's there are things clearly in your head that you are thinking or that you want to say maybe but you never really have the space to do it um and having this space with you guys today has just been amazing feel so feel so open and free and just ready to go out into the world and <laughs> what a blessing I love that. Um, I think much much like Kelsey's intention there, I, I'm very much happy that we got to talk about this. I mean, obviously, we could talk and talk and talk on, on issues like these, and I think they're conversations that need to be had, hence the Vibe Union podcast. I think that's the whole point. But, um, you know, the girls will attest to it. I, was, I came in with my intention was a little bit whack, like my energy was off and, you know, getting to sit in the outdoors and to talk and to just be calm and present in the moment and, and speak about things that, you know, can actually bother me because, you know, no one really realizes um, sometimes the, the amount of, of pre-prod pre in terms of the, the thought work and the, and the backlog behind um, it you know just one outfit choice for me sometimes or just one for like is it going to be perceived this way or if I upload this particular photo is my family going to see it are they going to be pissed like and obviously we're talking about our lived experiences and like Amletha said 
they're not going to apply to everyone in the same way. And that's perfectly fine. So if there's anything that we said today that you resonate with or don't, like I personally would really love to hear it and have a bit of a conversation with people about it, just because we understand that we're coming from a female perspective and not everyone necessarily experiences things in the same way way but you might have actually had very similar experiences to us and if so or if not please let us know i would love to hear it so just to wrap things up thank you for joining us for this conversation it was something that was very important to all of us and like to vibe union in general because we are trying to create a space where everyone can communicate how they feel in a very authentic way and we hope to create positive change from conversations like this so thank you both for being a part of this movement whatever it is um, I would like to say that if things that we spoke about resonated and if you feel this idea of like acting out of integrity and understanding why you are influenced by things or why you gravitate towards things, you know, it's always good and healthy to have a bit of introspection as to, you know, why you feel the way you feel. If you're not feeling good about your body image, it's not a reflection of what you're seeing outside of yourself. It's a reflection of your own re relationship with yourself. So liberate that body liberate that mind we love you dearly thank you for joining us have a lovely rest of your time guess what motherfucker i'm the head bitch call me dominique because i'm a control freak you could call me officer because i'm always on the beat either way you're getting cuffed and i'm the one who has a key i wear it around my neck like it was cartier bling terry bomb de bomb de bomb bomb lick it up from the tip tip of your tongue you don't know me yet but i'll soon be number one you'll be shooting for me like the pop of a gun bang bang click Click, cause I'm quick with a flash Can't say I'm not slick So you better act fast You wanna be a king But you treat your queen trash Only give two shits About the size of her ass You say you like it better When it's large You get yourself sprung And your shit gets hard You're hungry for pussy I'm gonna let your ass starve If I'm gonna be a bitch I'll be the head bitch in charge H-B-I-C mm. I'm the head bitch in charge H-B-I-C Oh I'm the head bitch in charge H-B-I-C Yeah, I'm the head bitch in charge H-B-I-C